Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're going to have a very interesting conversation called Chances Are You Dated a Sociopath. This was uh, inspired by the show last week where uh, that came up in conversation. So one of the things that I've noticed more and more is there is a lack of feeling in people. And I think in a lot of times in my life, I didn't really want to see it. So I couldn't acknowledge it, but I'm starting to see it now. I even see it in kids. And I wonder like, wow, are we like losing the generation of sociopaths? Maybe, maybe not. But one of the things I do, do know is that um, through research that I've looked at is that one in four people are on that kind of spectrum of sociopaths. So there are definitions in the DSM-4 for antisocial personality disorder. And we will talk about those because if you've ever wondered if you're a sociopath, well, we can look at some things so you can see like, is this something going on for you? Now, the other chances are, is that if you are a sociopath, you probably care so much chances are if you're a sociopath you don't care that you are one that if you think you are a sociopath the chances are you're not one because you actually care about people and humanity so much that you're concerned you might hurt them but in fact you are actually not a sociopath it's kind of backwards so there are many signs to know like what qualify as a person as a sociopath so you can know whether you dated one or not and what qualifies me to talk about this is that I actually studied psychology at university I have a BA in psych I've worked with people for years uh, as um, in terms of coaching and different healing modalities I also have a uh, I'm also a sex and intimacy coach and a relationship coach so I have worked with people in their relationships, especially assisting people getting out of things like relationships with sociopaths, but also on developing deeper sense of intimacy with partners. So it's it's a thing that is you know prominent, and you've probably read it. You've probably read it in social media on posts where people talk about sociopaths you know there's i i could tell you that every day i go on to social media and it could be the circles i you know fall into but every day i go onto social media i see somebody posting something about sociopaths narcissists and i mean there's a difference we're not talking about narcissists today we're talking about 
people who are sociopaths who actually have what would qualify as the antisocial personality disorder, APD. And it is prominent, right? Like I was saying that the research shows that one in four people actually have an antisocial personality disorder. Now, when I look at this list, I know that I actually have some of these qualities, like I'm a risk taker and I am, what else, impulsive. So those are two of 10 things that would be on the list, right? So, you know, we all have probably some degree of something that shows up and it's not about diagnosing yourself. And I bet, you know, if you're listening, you'll probably identify with some of these things as well. And this is not about placing blame or anything. The reason I am choosing to do a show about this is because so many people are in relationships with sociopaths and don't know how to get out and they find it incredibly stressful. And then when they do get out, they, they've been so messed up by the relationship, they don't actually think they're lovable or can move on or ever have a life. And, and speaking from a person who, from a, you know my life, my own personal experience, I know that you can actually move into having relationships beyond sociopaths and they can be incredible relationships, kind and loving and caring relationships with people who are not sociopaths. So it's just a matter of finding that one in four who are not. And, you know, men are sociopaths, women are sociopaths. It's irrelevant what your gender is. There are sociopaths on the entire gender spectrum. So when we talk about one in four people, you know, you're going to be looking at the entire gender spectrum. So a few things to look at to know how do you know if you are a sociopath. The first thing to look at is, do you spend a lot of your time lying about everything? Like everything. Like, hey, where did you go? And you have to just feel compelled to lie about it, even if it was just like, I just went to the grocery store. But instead you're like, I went here and then I went and I didn't go anywhere. What are you talking about? You're crazy. I don't know what you mean that I went somewhere. So a lot of the lies will be to, from a sociopath, will be, to make the other person feel crazy. So the sociopath lies in order to make the person feel crazy, right? So it's a very kind of uh, frustrating energy to be in or with when you are constantly feeling like you're crazy. So you're like, well, am I being lied to? Oh, well, they said they're not lying. They said they're not. So they must not be right. And you start to distrust yourself and you start to buy into and favor whatever the other is telling you. And I think some of you out there might be listening and wondering why would somebody do that? Like, why would somebody give up their beliefs, give up their intuition, give up whatever they know to be true now, this doesn't happen overnight, right? The first time you hear the lie, you're like, well, that's a lie. And you feel confident that you know it's a lie. But because they have some other traits like manipulation, you get convinced to go back. Now, again, what would have you do that? Usually a person that is in a relationship with a sociopath has very low self-esteem. And sociopaths know this and they seek you out. 
they seek you out to use you and abuse you and that makes it easier if you are a confident person and you have high self-esteem the chances are that you fall for a sociopath are a lot lower than if you have low self-esteem have been in abuse abusive situations have been abused in any way or neglected you know if you've been abused neglected or whether it's sexually physically or any of that abuse uh, the chances are you will have a much higher chance of of attracting a sociopath and falling for whatever they say because your self-esteem and all of these other things are already you've already felt broken and in your feeling of being broken it's it's almost uh until you've healed that it's almost impossible for you not to trust somebody else more than yourself because everything that probably occurred that led to the abuse was that you feel now that you don't trust anything including yourself right so to get out of that one of those things is to start building your own trust again so all of these things will have their polarizing side to that so if somebody lies a lot and they're dishonest then the thing that you want to to do to build your self-esteem to get out is start to find things that you can prove to yourself that you know are true and you can start with simple things like do you know what your own name is and you can be like, my name is like, for example, for me, my name is Melissa Anastasia Jelinek. Do I know that to be true? Yeah, because you know what? I've actually met people who, when I ask them that question, they're like, I don't really know anymore. They've lost so much of themselves that they aren't even sure of their name anymore. It's gone that far. So start simple. Do you know what your name is? Do you know what your address is? Do you know the name of your parents? Do you know the name of your siblings? Do you know the name of your pets? Things that you can absolutely say that you know to be true. So for the people out there who don't even know is your own name correct, because you've been so messed in the head that you don't even know who you are anymore, try and find some identification for yourself. Whether that's looking at a driver's license or a passport or something that has a picture of you that you can look at and identify as you maybe if you're lucky you have somebody in your life who can look at you and say i know who you are and this is what your name is and i know who you are and they can start to begin to help you through the recovery of the lies that you've bought that have misguided you and misplaced all of your trust instead of having it in yourself and your own knowing you've you've placed it into um, other people who are not reliable and tend to be uh, dishonest and liars it's a big energy for people to take on is to take on the lives of other people and it can be very masking to who you are as a person and it can be very masking to your identity the things you love, the relationships that you like as well. Um, it's very, it's a very confusing energy to be in. Most people in general, um, we'll say the 75% because we're looking at one in four could actually have so, uh, antisocial personality disorder. So three out of four uh, tend to have a moral sense of wanting to say things 
And then there's a level where you need to look at, is this kind? Some things are not kind to say. Now, a sociopath might say things or tell a lie even that isn't even close to true or tell a truth just to be hurtful. So see what is, what is there um, because there are some people who just intentionally want to hurt people. And whether that's telling a lie to hurt them or telling a false truth to hurt them is, is one way that people do that. I, I did once years ago have a client that completely lied to his wife about something. And um, it was fascinating. And I called him out and I'm like, you're, you know, you're just cruel. Um, for one, you're being cruel to hurt your wife for no reason. Uh, I never saw him again after that, after I called him out on it, because sociopaths actually don't like being called out on it. So you can call sociopaths out on their stuff and go, you know what, you're cruel and I'm not interested. However, sometimes if you've been in a relationship with a sociopath, you don't have the backbone or strength to do that yet. So you gotta build up your trust in yourself and if you really don't know how to, I would love to connect with you because it's something that I worked on myself for many years to, to figure out and how to be strengthened and then how to invite people in my life, into my life that weren't sociopaths, which was fascinating to like seek out non-sociopaths after being involved with one for a very long time. So the one thing that you got to look at is, are they constantly being dishonest with you. The people who have antisocial personality disorder lie about everything all the time. Have you been drinking? No. Did you do this? No, that wasn't me. They will make stuff up that is unfreaking believable. Um, so a lot of times there is even uh, substance abuse that goes along with antisocial personality disorder. So there's usually a lying about those things or lying about why they didn't uh, fulfill a promise. Like I'll pick your daughter up after school, our daughter up after school, but then they don't because they're a liar and they're irresponsible. So those are things that will occur. And it is uh, because that is who they are. So if you can see a, if you can actually see somebody with antisocial personality disorder, also known as a sociopath, coming from a mile away, you can either choose to be in that or not be in that. But until you are willing to really have the confidence to stand up for yourself, it, I would recommend just kind of pulling back out of relationships for a while until you have that strength. Otherwise you could very easily land yourself in a relationship with a sociopath. And it's a heck of a lot harder to get out of one of those relationships when you don't have the confidence or the strength than it is to not even get in one to begin with, right? So we're on the first, holy cow, who knew this was gonna be such a conversation? We're only on the very first of 10 signs to look for an antisocial personality disorder. I will get through all of these in this show. So stick with me. We're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? 
What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we are having a very long overdue discussion about, do you know you might be in a relationship with a sociopath? Chances are you've had a relationship with a sociopath. Why do I say the chances are that? Because from what I've read in studies, one in four people are, have antisocial personality disorder to some degree. Um, so to some degree, we all probably have some of these things, but I would say, you know, most business owners that I know are risk takers. So that's one quality in antisocial personality disorder. There is, there is, you know, consideration in certain risks that we need to look at, right? So it's, um, it's a matter of, of looking at it from a different lens. Like, does this person have the majority of their traits that lie into the categories that I'm talking about tonight, the different qualities that I'm talking about tonight? And if they have the majority of these traits, it's really something to think about. And, um, you know, if you like being in a relationship with a sociopath, keep choosing it. I'm not telling you you can't be, that's your choice. If you'd like to get out of the relationship with a sociopath and you don't know how, I would love for you to connect with me. Um, I, I have some experience with getting out of them and we'll talk a little bit about that today. As I'm talking about the traits of the sociopath today, I'm also gonna give you some tips and tools on how to be able to strengthen yourself so that you can get out. So for example, the first one was about dishonesty and lies. And one of the things you can do to stop breaking the trance of being in the lies. And I call it a trance because it's like you get brainwashed by hearing the lies over and over again and you don't know what's real anymore. 
And the thing that you can do to kind of break that trance is to start trusting you the simple things like, do you know what your name is? Do you know what your address is? Can you trust that? Can you trust yourself to walk across the street and not get hit by a car? Simple things, right? We want to look at simple things to start developing the trust in yourself again. And if some of you might be listening and going, that's silly. I get that might be silly for you. And that's cool. Uh, I've actually worked with people who are at that level where they are so like lost and confused that they really don't know what their name is anymore. Is that really their name or are they losing their mind? Because some sociopaths are masterful in convincing you into a lot of things if you are susceptible to believe them. And the reasons you might be susceptible are that you have not healed certain things like past traumas, abuses, sexual or emotional, otherwise physical. And there is a trauma that is still running your life. And there is a feeling of desire to have closeness or connection with people. And there is no understanding of what is a healthy, happy relationship, likely because you've never experienced that, or you yourself don't even understand what or how to receive love. And if you don't know what way you receive love, then people will throw things at you and you think, oh, that's love because they say it is. So know yourself. The more you know you, the more confidence you have, the more the sociopaths can't get through the door. Cool. Okay. So we talked about lies in the first segment and we do have another nine to get through. So I'm going to jump through these so that we can get through them. The second one is manipulation and manipulation can occur in so many different ways. You'll see children manipulate uh, all the time with smiles, with giggles, with uh, different words. You know, everybody does manipulate. What we're talking about is manipulation that is intended to harm another person. I personally manipulate people absolutely in my work. I manipulate bodies by movement. Um, that's the type of manipulation. And also manipulating people into greatness by having them look at what it is that's blocking them or stopping them from their greatness. All of that can be considered a manipulation. And what, what I'm talking about here is somebody that's actually trying to, to have you think less of yourself and not like yourself or like them more, choose them in favor of you. And manipulation for the total annihilation of the other person's um, personality and self, right? So they, it's really a, a massive abuse, this manipulation. It's, it's a little different. Sometimes there's things like emotional blackmail involved. And emotional blackmail can come in so many ways. It can be like, well, if, if you don't do what I say, then I'm going to hurt so-and-so or hurt so-and-so. I'm giving that one as an example because that was one that was used. That was a tactic that somebody tried to use with me. And luckily, um, the threats that were being posed, I told the people who were having the threats posed on them, and they were like, oh, yeah, forget this. This person's going down. So they, um, they, backed, they backed me, which was nice, and they backed themselves. So the two people who are being threatened are not sociopaths, and they were like, doesn't matter what that person does. They're going down. So don't listen to them and don't buy that and don't keep going back because you feel sorry and you don't want us to get hurt. And that was a big factor for me because the two people who were being threatened are people I love dearly and I did not want them to get hurt. So 
um, emotional blackmail is one of those things that people will use. Um, you know, this partly came up because last week we were talking about guilt and guilt can be a bit of an emotional blackmailing uh, way of dealing with things as well. If you don't do this, this will happen or make you feel bad about stuff. So emotional blackmail is like vomit in my mouth and I, it's disgusting. So if you're into emotional blackmail, go find somebody else. And, um, you know, maybe what if just like sociopaths get together and they could just enjoy each other's sociopathic behaviors and, you know, drowned in each other's manipulations. That'd be great. So the question is, how do you deal with a manipulator? So number one, call them out on manipulation if you can. You don't have to say it out loud. Just notice when it's happening. Because if you're willing to just go, oh yeah, I see that you're manipulating me. If you say it out loud, sometimes that will anger them. And because they can uh, be prone to violence and hostility and aggression, you don't want to aggravate the sociopath. So acknowledge it for you. Then ask this timely question, which is, how can I outmanipulate this manipulator? And darlings, it took me a while, but I did figure a way. And I'm not going to say it on this radio show um, because I don't want it to be out there in the public of what I did to outmanipulate a manipulator. But I would be happy to share it with you privately if you are calling me for um, a session. I'm happy to share with you what I did to outmanipulate the manipulator. It is. Um, it was actually quite simple and nobody got physically harmed and it switched the energy. So be willing to outmanipulate the manipulator and for everybody that may come across differently. Now, it was funny because when I got in relationship with my husband, and I don't know, one night I cried about something and, um, and I didn't realize at the time I was doing it because I'd been in such a habit of crying out of manipulation since I was like three or four years old. And my husband called me on it. He's like, okay, so are you done crying? I'm not buying your story. You're not pathetic and you're not this and you're not that. So stop lying about all these things that you think you're saying. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to toot your horn and I'm not going to put you down. You need to get through this. And um, he's got this like crazy ability to be like total space and, and this crazy support system without actually like tooting my horn or trying to make me feel good. And also um, not putting me down. He's just there. And so I like love that quality about him. And um, yeah, and, and he just was like space and was like, so are you done trying to manipulate me with crying? And I was like, fuck, that's what I was doing. And he called me on it, which was great. And I loved that. And so now I don't have to do that anymore because that used to be, that used to be like a pattern I had that I learned from other sociopaths in my life. So not every, that was the other thing I wanted to say is not all people are born sociopaths, but if you're raised by one, you might take on their personality traits. Right. So my dad seems to have about half of these qualities and I, all the things that he, he did um, are things that I mimicked, like manipulation was one of them. So I mimicked that and his manipulation was through sadness and tears. And I was like, Hey, that seems to work on me. I'll use it on others. It was not a conscious choice as a child of like three years old, but I saw it work. And so I tried it. And it worked for a really long time and then it didn't. And that was cool that 
I got um, I got to change that and look at other ways, like what other ways are uh, ways that you can out manipulate a manipulator. So it's a bit crazy, but it's something that's totally viable. Another thing that you might find is big on the list for for, uh, for antisocial personality disorder or sociopaths is that they tend to be lawbreakers. So they'll do things like they love to go on the edge of, you know, breaking the law, whether that's having uh, weapons illegally or whether that's having, um, you know, selling drugs or, you know, any, whatever you can think of that would be get them in trouble and possibly get them in jail, that turns them on to no end because they pretty much love sticking it to authority. I have to say that there are times where I like want to stick it to authority when they're, you know, authority is being completely unreasonable, non-reasonable and like creating rules that are insane. I get that. And then there are some other ones. It's like, whatevs. So a lot of people consider breaking the law as something that is something you don't really want to do because it's a hassle. But people with anti-social personality disorder often don't even give a crap. So I also need you to get the difference between there are people who know the law and know how to work it. And then there are people who blatantly are just jerks about everything, right? So if you know the law and how to, to work it, um, you can work within true laws and it's very complex, but it's, uh, you know, it's something that where a person who has anti, you know, the antisocial personality disorder, they, if they shoot somebody, they don't care. If they steal, they don't care. These are things to me that are like crimes against people. These go against natural law. And anti-personality disorder uh, complex usually has people not even care about what would be natural law. Would be like looking after humanity would be like everybody is looked after. Everybody has, um, you know, you, you have your stuff, they have their stuff. You don't steal, you don't murder. Those are kind of like the top two things in natural law. Kindness is, uh, you know, kind of an over, um, an over, like an umbrella of the energy of it. So when people can't do kindness and they have to do something that's harmful, hurtful, especially if it's emotionally harmful or hurtful and or physically harmful or hurtful, and they get off on it and they think it's great and they have zero remorse, yeah, you got a little bit of sociopath going on there. So that's another thing to consider. So risk taking is another one, like speeding and like, you, you'll probably see these people on the roads a lot um, where they're speeding in ways that they're like zooming through traffic and they're almost hitting other cars. They don't even look, they have zero regard for other people's lives. And, you know, whether it's in business where they just jump at an opportunity, spend all their money and everybody else's, um, even doing things like getting people to be involved in, um, what are those things called? Like uh, scams, you know, they wouldn't care that they scammed people. It doesn't even affect them. Um, they wouldn't even flinch that they've hurt people or, or many people's lives or their income or like their entire livelihood. They wouldn't care because it's all about what they get out of it. So the idea for them is they don't really care about the risk. 
regardless of how small the reward might be, they just need to take more risks and more risks and more risks, especially if it involves getting in trouble. They love that and they want more of it. I think some of you now are hearing this and going, holy crap nuts, I know a lot of sociopaths. So we're gonna come back and talk about the other parts of uh, sociopaths, the other elements and how to get out of it. Um, the law breaking is, you know, if, if a person is breaking the law and you're in a relationship with them, call the police. That's one way to get them to stop. If they're risk taking, then, you know, you can, if you're sharing things like credit cards or whatever, cut them off um, because usually they're so irresponsible that they've not even been able to be the primary owner of like a thing like a credit card. So cut them off. That's not always the case, but anyways, there's ways to cut them off from risk taking as well. So, and not to be involved in their risks. So don't buy into their risks. Like if they're trying to get you involved, see that it's a risk. Don't give them money to like an investment that would take away everything that you have. You know, think, you need to stop and think. If you don't, if they've threatened you to say, if you don't do this and we're broken up, cool. Take a deep breath build that confidence give me a call we're going to get you through it but do not give them money and <laughs> walk away okay so we're going to come up to our next commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store.
This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at milicayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about, chances are you dated a sociopath. Why? Because one in four people have actually been categorized as sociopaths. So isn't that fascinating? So <laughs> when we look at the next categories, we're going to be looking at things like people having no remorse for their actions, which I talked a little bit about with the risk taking, because, you know, they'll take a risk and then they don't care about the, the actions or how that might affect other people. So having no remorse means you do not feel or care at all about how you're affecting another person. And the thing is that as a society, we've actually had to care about others in order to sustain our society. We've had to care about certain things, even if certain societies have different rules or regulations that they've created and spoken or unspoken. It's that when you're working within a community or a society, you have an understanding of what, um, what, those, what those kind of regulations and rules are. And yes, sometimes they change as well. Um, but to be able to function in society, you cannot have a blatant disregard for everything that that society is saying. Um, and that society cannot have a blatant disregard for the people in it either. So that's a whole other topic where societies can be almost sociopathic in their, um, in their behavior as well. Uh, we have a few societies on the planet right now during COVID that are what if they were people, I would say they were sociopaths. So it's um, they actually have every single category going that has to do with sociopathic behavior. So it's fascinating for me to watch this, you know, when you study psychology and then you look at things from a socio sociological perspective. Um, it's like, wow, look at that countries are like sociopaths or is it the leaders who are leading them who are, are doing things like breaking the law manipulating risk taking with the people in the country having zero remorse for the risk taking being totally irresponsible with things like um, you know checking uh, up on certain standards um, actually inciting and creating a need for substance abuse of different kinds and then creating unhealthy or creating a situation where nobody's got healthy relationships. Like I'm just thinking most of the world during COVID has been ruled by leaders who are total sociopaths, just saying, that's just my interesting point of view. So when we look at the next levels, like no remorse, people don't care that they've hurt people. Um, you'll see it, you'll see it. I bet if you look at some leaders in the world right now, you'll go, huh, there's a sociopath. They have no remorse for what they've done, for the lies they've perpetrated, for what they've put on their people, no remorse. So yeah, it's vomit, it's all vomit. And uh, really a lot of people tend to, uh, with antisocial personality disorder, tend to feel zero remorse for their actions at all. They'll harm people and they'll justify it. They'll just say why they should have 
and they'll justify it and they'll explain why it works and then they usually have a gain from it whether it's financial or support in other ways you'll get something from it always and always their only concern is what they gain from it how their well-being is connected to it not other people so sociopaths what do they do they only care about themselves and you can tell when somebody only cares about themselves because they really do have no remorse the sad thing is is i'm seeing it in children and it makes me so sad it doesn't make me sad i am sad about it that i see children who have no remorse whether they're they've hurt an animal or whether they've hurt another child or even an adult and they're just like i don't care like how are there so many children out there right now who say things like i don't care and they truly mean it and there are some who say i don't care but you can actually feel in them that they're sad they're more rare there are so many who are like i don't care and they mean it and they're malicious and they have this energy behind them and um, I know that they have a sociopathic tendency because it's like I have an in instinct that I want to slap them out of it. Um, I don't, but I have this underlying thing to like wake them up and go, what the hell has happened? So it's frightening to me. Here, uh, so the next one is being irresponsible, where you tend to blame others for everything. It's your fault I drank. It's your fault I did this. It's your fault I didn't do this. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your. They never take responsibility. Why? Because they have anti-social personality disorder. So it's kind of it's kind of unfun, really, to be around somebody who's forever blaming you and they never take personal responsibility for anything because it's not their problem and everybody else's problem it's the police who did it it's my boss who did it it's you who did it it's the kid who did it it's everybody else's fault but theirs and what they can do is they usually do this um, in a way they, they're so irresponsible they tend to lose jobs they can't stick to anything very long uh, because they're so irresponsible they tend to have to do things on the side, on the side hustle to try and, you know, generate money. So they tend to go to things that are um, illegal. They have to do things that are illegal in order to get by. So they got to sell drugs because, or they got to do anything crime related because they also want to say, screw you to the authorities. And um, they don't really ever care to have any, anything that's like a, make an honest day's work. They their main thing is how can I screw people over as fast as possible and get the gain I want as fast as possible. They're never in their question of their reality is, is how what contribution can we all be to the planet and what can I be for you and how can I contribute to you? They would never even consider you. You're not even in there. So if you if you feel like you are not even in the relationship because the person doesn't ever think about you or care about you you might be with a sociopath. So how do you turn around the people who are irresponsible? Well, you know what, you'll never convince them that they are responsible for their choices. All you can really do is recognize that what you're responsible for is the choice to keep being in the relationship. And then when you choose to be responsible for your choice and go, ah, okay, I choose, I am choosing this relationship. And now I choose out. Once you get that you can choose out and you can take responsibility for your actions that got you in there to begin with, and you can start getting that greater and greater sense of self-esteem, 
and be responsible, personally responsible for your own stuff. Because a lot of people who are in relationships with sociopaths forget that they actually somewhere along the way chose to be in it. This isn't the same as like if somebody has abducted you, right? This is not the same thing. This is some, somebody approached you, you got convinced because you had both different things going on, abuses that have not been resolved, and then you chose to go into this. So recognize what you chose and choose something different. It's that, that is it. That is as simple as it gets. That's your um, way to get out of somebody being irresponsible is to see where you chose something and take responsibility and then choose or choose something different. Another one is substance abuse, which is pretty, um, it's pretty self-defining. It's like the abuse of alcohol, drugs, other substances can come in there, uh, whether it's medications from doctors or whether it's medications from a drug dealer or drugs from a drug dealer it's kind of irrelevant those those substance abuses are pretty high on the list of sociopaths because those those addictions take over their lives and the addiction is more important than anybody else so the drinking is more important um, and yeah some other things are more important now it's rare, it's rare, really rare, that a sociopath has some kind of turnaround in their life and they would like to change it because usually they don't want to because they're not responsible. Um, but it does happen on a very, very rare occasion. Um, I'm saying that that's rare because I, I've only seen it once um, and I haven't heard of it very often. So it's more common than uh, it to be that they don't want to do that. So a lot of these qualities you're going to hear today and that you've heard today also go along with people who are, uh, who are addicts. Um, and addiction is not the same as an antisocial personality disorder, even though there are some, some different qualities that come along. Some people who are who are addicts or have been abusing substances do have remorse. They do sometimes turn around and take responsibility. They do start to tell the truth. That, that again is not, it's not, um, you know, maybe 20 or 30 or 40% of people who go in to try and stop addiction have those kinds of great results. I, I don't really know the stats on that. I know it's not that high, but it does happen. So substance abuse of any kind, that would be part of it too. Why? Because it's all about saying screw you to everybody else and it's all about them. It's all about what they want, how they want it and how they can get it as fast as possible. So it's, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure by now some of you are like, holy cow, this seems so common. This seems, it's like, seems to be things I see in people everywhere. So some people can do drugs in moderation, but some people cannot. They have to abuse alcohol, drugs. It, there's out of, you know, they have no self-control. Um, and that substance abuse will just exacerbate things. It'll exacerbate all the other stuff, like the lying and the financial stuff with risk-taking and all that jazz. So it's, it's an ugly situation. So we've got a few more things to talk about, which we will get to. Um, you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercials. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? 
for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program welcome back my sweet pleasure seekers so tonight we've been talking about chances are you've dated a sociopath we're looking at qualities of sociopaths and then i'm giving you some clues on like what you can do to get out of that so just before break one of the things we're talking about was substance abuse now in order for you to be able to know that the person's an abuser, like one of the things with addiction is to recognize that there's a problem, that the person is an addict. If you're in denial, that's a huge issue. So number one for that one with substance abuse is recognize that this person is actually an addict. And if you don't know if this person is an addict, you can always look up traits of addiction. There are several. Places like AA and Al-Anon will also have them listed so that you can kind of get whether the person, Al-Anon is great for family support and family and friends. And it's one of those ones that it does give you kind of a list and an understanding of what to do and how to deal with an addict. That's, that's one of the most common ones to go to with the Al-Anon. Um, there are lots of other support groups that are not organized. Um, just, you know, people getting together to talk and that can be helpful. If you are in a relationship with somebody that's an addict, having a support system is a fantastic way to help you through the day. And they often have great tips and tools on how to get through the day and also how to get out of the relationship with an addict. So that's helpful to know. And then unhealthy relationships. Well, all these things cause unhealthy relationships in general, but uh, one of the things that I found was that part of the unhealthy relationships is that they've maybe they don't talk to any of their family anymore. They have little to no friends. People generally don't like them because instinctively they're turned off by them. Um, they fight with everybody they know. So those are all things to look out for too. Like if they're like, my family doesn't talk to me, I'm so alone in the world. Okay. So why is that? Like, what did you create to have nobody talk to you? Or what did you create to have, you know, people like avoiding you or whatever? So um, the lies, manipulation, all those things can cause a strain on relationship along with the abuse, drug abuse, and the irresponsibility and the lack of remorse. Like all of these things can add up to, you know, sociopaths having unhealthy relationships and very rarely can they actually have relationships that are um, with any substance? They, I don't know that they can have relationships with substance, but I'm saying 
that maybe maybe there's a chance that somebody could. So usually there's also abuse involved too, like physical or emotional. And so that's a problem as well. So if you've been physically abused or emotionally abused, um, the person might be a sociopath. Look at some of these other qualities. But I beg you, just get out. Get out before it gets worse. If you don't know where to go, there are usually homes in your area that are um, abuse centers for men and women. Get out and don't go back. Don't go back no matter what. Um, no matter what lies they tell you, before you even talk to them ever again, build your self-esteem so much that they cannot trick you. They cannot convince you and they cannot manipulate you. Because why they can tend to be hostile and aggressive. So that hostile hostility and aggression, you don't want to be involved with somebody if you go back with them who may beat you up or threaten your life. Um, and yeah, it would just be smart to not do that. So for hostility, there's another uh, section of hostility and aggression and impulsiveness. So much to talk about, right? So hostility and aggression comes up as well with a lot of people with antisocial personality disorder. They just fight about everything and anything. Like the window's open, they fight about it. The window's not open, they fight about it. Like you can't win no matter what with a sociopath because they just want to fight about everything. It's how they relate to people is through, uh, through resistance and reaction and they just don't know how to do it otherwise. So they can also turn on the charm when they want to, to make you feel good about yourself. And then they can fight you constantly about nothing to make you get agitated and mad. And then they tell you you're insane because you want to, you feel insane because you're with a person who's um, making you feel nuts with their behavior. So they can also often be super arrogant and, and they think that you have to do what they want all the time. And they can also be arrogant with the way that they talk about how great they are and never listen to anybody else because nobody else matters. So somebody talks all the freaking time and never has a moment to listen to you, not even one moment, that is a chance of somebody who is going to be a sociopath because it's all about them. Oh, it's fun, right? And, you know, they don't care if it's public or private. They just want their attention and they want to be the winner. So it can be ugly. So, oh my goodness, I have five seconds pretty much left of this show. Impulsivity is the way to end this too. <laughs> so if they're impulsive about all their actions, that is another thing to look out for. I want to thank you guys for listening. Until next week. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.